Blog Talk Radio. Not that pipe bomb. This pipe bomb. Well, actually, before we get into that, I need a proper intro. Maestro! Here we go.
MJF left a whole lot of question marks to those who are not up to wrestling, right? If it were a fucking shoot, my man, you would have gotten straight to the point and not had to have sounded like this shit was rehearsed. Although, I mean, there is the truth that the troops that are to your liking, right? His contract is up in 2024. And this, you know, to take away from what he just said, not to repeat it like a fucking parakeet. But he did say... He mentioned his match with Wardlow just briefly. And then he he mentioned the boss. Normally, when a guy does a shoot like CM Punk, who there were clips, or I found clips on YouTube, on the internet, everywhere is talking about MJF and his shoot, supposed quote unquote shoot, right? He mentioned in the promo how this was nothing but a company that started out, when it first started out, was a bunch of friends wrestling, and how he wasn't handed a ticket like them. So I'm guessing he's including the Young Bucks, Darby Allen, Cody Rhodes at the time, and various other wrestlers that wrestle in AEW. They, the other aforementions would be Everything I touch turns to gold. There's nothing I cannot do. The minute that someone starts mentioning another company, wouldn't that be your first fucking hint to start muting the poor bastard? I like MJF's moxie, though. I think it was great to mention the truth about what's really going on. And, you know, it's kind of like I wouldn't. Some people might say, don't compare it to the Montreal Screwjob thing. Well, Brett didn't get on a microphone after the Montreal Screwjob. All he did was tear the house down. MJF took almost eight minutes, eight minutes, to air out his grievances. And if that's the way that Khan likes to compete with the simple fact that, well, Sasha Banks and Naomi's walkout happened in May, so we're going to let you air out your grievances since we know your contract is up in 2024. I'm not saying that's how it happened, but to me, that shit really, really great. So, I mean, MJF's a very talented dude. He mentioned also, you know, he acknowledged the crowd. He said that other guys, he's not like the other guys because he's put under a microscope and that he is not allowed to settle because he's perfect in Tony Khan. He, quote, said, I am expected not only hit home runs, but I'm expected to hit grand slams. Bro, you know, if you were to stage a fucking shoot, not stage a fucking shoot, but this, ultimately, in my opinion, after listening to that, I didn't want to watch Dynamite. Why watch Dynamite when that was the biggest focal point of the fucking show. I mean, AEW's been around since 2019, October of 2019. This moment on June 1st, I mean, you can't deny its quality, but you also start knowing there's something up when they don't censor him right after he mentioned WWE. There's your, if you were a guy in the production truck for AEW, you failed miserably. You failed miserably. Um, he also, the promo went on for about nine minutes. You could have shut it off at about three, four minutes. That's just my personal take on it. Um, he mentioned about how he was the minute-by-minute draw. AEW's got so many fuckers coming in there like CM Punk and oh, the Hardy Boys and wrestling fans now are clamoring for because wrestling now, the biggest ratings they're getting is a million. Over a million AEW's accomplished that twice, or actually more than that. But to say that his contract is up in 2024, to mention WWE, let's bring this shit home, shall we? Because this is beyond the tracks, and we're going to focus on certain things that 
sometimes it's all going to be about wrestling. Other times it's going to be about other sports. We're going to switch it up and see what happens, okay, folks? Because obviously, you know, I have to. So, <laughs> the following, okay, this is an off-the-rails disclaimer, yo. So, the following content presented on this pro wrestling podcast, Beyond the Tracks, off the, slash off-the-rails uncensored, Belongs to the owner, Brian Rails. You do not have permission to use, copy, reproduce the content from all episodes recorded, shared on social media. All content is protected by U.S. and international copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without permission from the owner is strictly prohibited and can be punishable by law. Failure to comply will result in legal action taken. All rights reserved. Radio Network, Beyond the Tracks, Off the Rails Uncensored, Incorporated 2022. So... Kind of cliche, but you know what? You might might as well play this because here's the deal. I haven't really lit up the airwaves in quite some time. Let's be honest with you. <laughs> this is going to be fun for me, and I'm going to go as best I fucking can, so bear with me. All right? And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. professional wrestling to get made because your company is kind of stagnant it's just trudging along has way too many people people are getting released it's not really interesting anymore you hear a lot of shit about pro wrestling that's not interesting until you actually sit down and watch their show whether it be WWE AEW in this instance we're not going to talk about we kind of have to we kind of have to and by the way for those of you listening this morning thank you uh, if you want to catch more of the content, you can so do so on iTunes 24 hours after the episode airs or catch us on Blog Talk two hours after the episode has been remastered and what have you. So, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen of the wrestling juries, what in the fuck actually happened during this whole moment of, you know, some may call it, Oh, that was totally a shoot, man. He was lighting Tony Khan up like a firecracker on the 4th of July. Some of you who have been apt to this business or, you know, are smarts or, you know, are just regular fucking fan, you know, would say, well, that was a work. And here's why. What am I sitting here doing right now? The real is, dude, if you really wanted to, if anybody really wanted to make it a legit look like a legit fucking shoot, you could have easily cut him off after five minutes. The, or the minute that he mentioned the company that's down yonder. I mean, now you run the risk of getting sued. Here's why. He don't care. A lot of people have tuned out of WWE. They said, oh, yeah, I used to watch it back when. When NJS started mentioning how if I was an ex-WWE guy, then you start thinking to yourself, as a fan, you're like, oh, man, they're going all out. The, also, the suspect part of this uh, promo, shoot, work, whatever you call it, was mainly a fucking work. Now, if you would personally ask me what it was, it was a work. because. The fact that they didn't bleep out shit after the first one. The fact that he called him a fucking mark. Yeah, that part got bleeped. And then they decide to cut it off. And then they decide to send CM Punk to ringside to calm his ass 
Town, the guy who did the guy who created the pipe bomb in 2011. I'm not going to play that fucking clip because you've heard it a million times on my fucking show. He said, well, my contract's up and uh, I don't really have a place to go. I don't really know where to go. Maybe I'll wrestle in Ring of Honor again. See, I can cite that promo because Punk laid down the foundation for young MJF who idolized that moment in wrestling history. Because why, folks? A lot of people sit and tell you, wrestling's fake anyways. Why do we care about a guy on the microphone? You should fucking care if you're involved in invested in watching wrestling. You should care if you're an AEW fan. Because, to me, it lost its luster when the fans actually started cheering the man. That's not what a shoots, you know, shoots will get, oh, reaction. But the minute that they started with, we're not going to do it, we're going to fool him like this, the fuck you did. His contract's up in 2024, and the man who's running the show, let me tell you something, you have a lot of talent with you. You have a lot of talent on AEW's roster. There's no doubt about it. You have Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, uh, Sting, who, you know, most would have said, wow, he should have quit or this, that, the other. You have guys that are very talented on the roster. And your sole focus was getting into another ratings war, which, you know, a lot of people discredit Eric Bischoff. He had a writing team that knew a little bit about what they were doing and what they could be capable of presenting to the crowd. Present, presentation. When you present a shoot or a work to a fucking crowd, man, here's what I'm going to tell you. It's got to be legitimized to the point where it fools the person who thinks they know everything about wrestling. If the person who doesn't know everything about wrestling is fooled, then that's that's easy. That's If that's your target audience, great. Okay? This whole ordeal with NJF, I'm going to say it. There's been guys that have tried to do this live, on live air thing. Let's get this shit. Let's get this ball rolling type thing. We're going to get, I'm going to get the attention of the boss and I'm going to get the attention of the company. I, I don't know if NJF went to Tony Khan and said, look, man, we need to have a talk. My contract's going to be coming up pretty soon. It's going to expire. Do you want to offer me a number? That dude's not going to offer him a number. That's why him and Cody couldn't get along because he mentioned, NJF mentioned during the promo, well, you know, why don't you tell the stat man, Tony Khan, he is a stat man. There are mentions in there that were legitimized, but then here's the problem. If you start mentioning the boss's shortcomings, wouldn't that be your biggest clue, Mr. Khan, to have turned off his microphone in the middle of his segment? But no, it seems fucking planned when you have somebody who has already been through the fucking ringer. CM Punk come down with one boot on and his one foot out, limping to the ring, and then he relinquishes the title. CM Punk does. That's the only other mention you're going to hear from me about AEW Dynamite because my centralized focus is what happened the seven minutes and whatever seconds that that promo was on YouTube, the eight minutes that somebody put on uh, Daily Motion, and the other million gajillion mentions about how it went down and what Meltzer's saying about this and what Cornette thinks about it and what everyone in the professional world thinks about it. In comparison and contrast to the Sasha Banks and Naomi walkout, they walked out of a live show. That created more of a stir because now fans are like, oh, now I've got to tune in to see how the show's actually doing. In a sense, wrestling kind of creates curiosity for those that, you know, still watch it, still go after seeking it because of the bullshit we have to deal with, you know, reality-wise on the news with all the shootings going on, with all the 
overseas shit, gas prices are high. This is a nice little distraction, folks. Sasha and Naomi walked out May 16, 2022. So did that put it into their heads that, well, we got to do something because they're getting more attention than us? This is this is my wrestling. I have a disconnect with wrestling just a smidgen because on one hand there was a legitimized walkout, but it was you know like the kid throwing the tantrum in the store because he or she didn't get the candy bar that they wanted. That was Sasha Sasha Banks mainly. Then you've got on the other hand two or three weeks later MJF who's fed up with this shit, which. They're taking him off TV, and they're not putting him. They took him off the AEW active roster. Give me a fucking break. This is not, that is not a legitimate And for those who think it was, wow, he sure fooled you all. Well, he just hasn't been in the company. I haven't heard anything from Tony. That's because the fucker wants you to think that. He wants you to believe that MJF threw a hissy fit and a tantrum. And sure enough, we're talking about it. Those of us who weren't fucking fooled, me and a few other guys and gals that know, okay, well, they could have cut him off in the middle of his spiel. And when he mentioned, they waited till after the sentence comes out of his mouth, fire me, you fucking Mark. Sounds like it's fucking rehearsed. You guys honestly think that running a show on TNT and then trying to make waves or a smart thing to do would be, oh, not competing against the NBA Finals because then your ratings go out the fucking window. Now, doesn't it, Mr. Khan? We sit here as fans watching your show. Double or Nothing was not bad. So, you know, it was four hours long. That's the length of the WrestleMania or any... Uh, major pay-per-view in WWE, but we're not focusing on length of pay-per-views or quality. Actually, quality is what I'm focusing on right now. If you want to go at the boss, if you want to attack, this is just a hearsay, man. If you would like my personal take on it, here's my personal take on it and opinion and viewpoints. MJF is their number one guy. Despite what some may say about, oh, Cody was their number one dude, but you stabbed him in the back, you did. Not stabbed in the back, but mainly, like, you know, get what I'm saying? He was their number one dude, and then the focus started being on other wrestlers. MJF has always been in the thick of things because, well, he's that guy that said in his promo, I had to put pen to paper and created moment after moment after moment. So basically you're letting an employee vent, which is nice. But the not-so-nice thing was believability, man. Make it believable. It's like if I sit there saying, well, there's some holes in what you're fucking doing, that makes me a cynic, right? A critic. That's It's my job as a podcast host. Those of you who have questions about this whole shindig, if you're up, it's Wrestle underscore Radio, and for the book face, Facebook, it's Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook.com. On Twitter, it's at underscore Brian Rails on Twitter. Folks, if you honestly believe, believed what MJF just said, congratulations. You know, I, I applaud those fans because... Those are the ones that are easy to fool, right? Because they're so into it, and that's a good thing. We want that. We want fans to be fooled. But some of us who have sat through <laughs> legit moments where on TV tapings, guys are not holding back. They're not reading what is written for them. They're going for the throat. Basically, what I think my assessment of the whole entire situation with MJF was, here, say whatever you fucking want, man. Go for it. We're going to pull you off TV. We're going to play it up like we've taken you off our roster, and that's the story we're going to 
and we're sticking to it type. You guys think some of us are dumb? We been reading for months on end that his contract is done after 2024. Unless by some fucking miracle Tony Khan pulls it out of his ass, which he could. But he just mentioned little factoids out there that he hoards money and that he, you know, is, shouldn't be taking the reins and should be assuming the position and being behind the guardrails with the rest of them. It's not that the points weren't valid. It's that the fucking shoot was not a shoot. A shoot is something that's telling the truth about someone, and they get cut off because it gets to the serious point where you can, where you can cut someone off if you if I was in charge, if Jake was in charge, or somebody was in charge, and you heard something about you that you're like, okay. Cut to commercial was the first hint that this shit was not fucking legit. If you knew he was going to start talking and downing the company, are you really going to follow the format from the 2011 pipe bomb, even though that's the company you absolutely – that's your competition? Now you're not afraid to mention their name, so you're trying to bait them into mentioning – your company name. It's happened once. I mean, Sami Zayn did it <clears throat> on an episode of SmackDown. They had told him, they were trying to get to him to say, don't mention it, but in Kansas City, nonetheless, it was mentioned on that episode of SmackDown, that is. That episode of SmackDown, Sami Zayn mentions like, so what about the current state of AEW? You said asking you any questions Maybe it is, Mike, and went to fucking... I don't know if they went to commercial or not. I don't think they did, but they probably bleeped it out or censored it. I don't, I don't know about what they did with that episode where he Sami Zayn mentioned it. But anyways, anyways. Just, just a little food for thought, if you will. Whenever someone picks up a microphone and starts disrespecting a company that they used to work for or still work for, letting loose, you know, Paul Heyman did it back in ECW when Stone Cold Steve Austin was talking about how Eric Bischoff fired him over the phone. I really, you know, and personally speaking, Stone Cold Steve Austin did a real masterful job at the time Mentioning how he, um, you know, thought that everybody that come in, he wasn't given his fair chance. That he was a tag team that basically didn't, he didn't even have a fucking clue he was supposed to be a part of with Brian Tillman. There are several moments in wrestling history where guys or gals are not satisfied with what's going on right in their current world. But did they have the time that MJF had is what I'm getting at? Did they have that amount of time to explain, to grieve, to vent out exactly how they felt? No, the fuck they didn't. CM Punk had a shit ton of time. He was not, I mean, he wasn't going to hesitate about telling the truth about why his contract is up and where he was going and it, the possibilities of him going back to Ring of Honor or him just walking out of the company. CM Punk and MJF, there's two similarities, right? So 11 years later, on two marquee shows, one, you know, Raw, one being on Raw, the pipe bomb on Raw, the other one being the MJF bomb on Dynamite. They just settled. Hmm. I, you know, again, there are cutoff points that could have been brought to the attention of the production truck by Tony Khan if he truly cared a great deal, and he says that he does. He does, right? He signs other guys' paychecks. He signs women's paychecks, right? When things go south, he blames Kenny Omega you know, for the women's division debauchery, right? When things go south, it's never his fault, ever. 
I don't know the whole true story about Cody and him. What I do know and what I am aware of is what I just heard, what I just saw, what I paraphrased is the honest God fucking true. But there's a problem. There was too much time involved. You want people to be drawn to you? <laughs> really, this is the this is the shit kicker. They take him off the roster. Okay, well maybe it is legitimized. Until he steps foot in the WWE ring, why? Why should we believe him? And folks, we're gonna pause for ten station or sec. <laughs> We're going to pause for 10 seconds for station identification right here on Beyond the Tracks for life. No, for just 10 seconds. Bullet Club for life. Roundup for rumors to take a break, minor break from the MJF situation. Cesaro did not end up signing with AEW like most of you thought would occur. Bray Wyatt has been cited as maybe making a possible return to WWE. Sources don't know when or where. Hints have been shown on Bray Wyatt's social media on Twitter. And the other also roundup lately that we've been seeing cited that Dolph Ziggler was backstage at a taping of AEW Dynamite. Thunder Rosa was not pleased to see him there. And that bring, you know, breaks up the whole rumor roundup for Beyond Tracks rumor roundup. All right. Let's get back to it. MJF. The man that if you put together several wrestling personalities, it would be him. I can think of a few. DiBiase, Rowdy Piper, Hogan, his ego, that is. Um, MJF brings his own brand. I, you know, CM Punk, a little touch of CM Punk. His personality, really, at this point, is the point. He's a great, great catch, right? Great draw. So you're taking off the one man. Out of the 124 and 122, whatever the number is, 122, 124-man roster that you have in AEW, really at this point, I'm not sure. Because, well, I gather there are several things that come to my attention. One... AEW has been around for three years, and one consistent heel that always gets involved with anyone or everyone was MJF. He got involved with Chris Jericho. He's been involved with Chris Jericho, Jake Hager. He's been involved with Sammy Guevara. He's been involved with, let's see now, he's gone, but Cody Rhodes. Every time that he gets involved, he's right. It's gold. Then you're going to take him off TV. To make the angle more believable. Um, All I can tell you is. Believe what you want to believe. Cheer for who you want to cheer for. This is bullshit. It totally is. Because if someone was to sit down and tell me. You can vent about me. Say whatever the fuck you want about me. And you're not going to get fired. Wow that'd be like a kid. On Christmas Day, opening presents. You can say whatever you want about your employer, and you're not going to get fired. We're just going to work in the angle. We're going to take you off TV, take some time off, go to the beach, suntan, do whatever the fuck you want to do. Go have fun at a strip. I don't know, dude, what the fuck the conversation was, but it's. It pertains to that, because I'll tell you why. 
the difference, I'm going to list some differences right now. The differences between Sasha's and Naomi's walkout and MJF's promo are lack thereof of a shoot. One, okay, one similarity. Both put out their grievances on the table. One, though, in particular stands out because they walked out before they went on camera. That'd be Sasha and Naomi. MJF did so on live air. Now tell me that this shit wasn't pre-planned or rehearsed. Because they waited till after a certain talking point, if you will, when MJF straight up says, fire me, you fucking mark. Cricket, cricket, chirp, chirp should have been the reaction during some of that. But MJF's such a personality. He's been with the company. He's been established as an AEW guy. How are you going to fire him? But 2024 comes along and people like, remember that time you talked about MJF not walking? Dude, he may walk out sooner. Until he's in a WWE arena, until he is signed on the dotted line with Vince, I'm not believing you. I am so not believing you because him on his social media is being a clown about it. He's literally put on his Facebook page, maybe if I go to this theme and put together a WWE Tron-like fucking entrance for him to come out. She's like, hey, Khan, pay attention to me. That's so fucking obvious. It is so obvious beyond the point of no return to when someone says, hey, look at me. Look at what I'm doing. We don't know what happens behind closed doors as fans. Some pretend to. I'm just uh, assimilating or simulating a situation in my head of how it turns out to be. There's a fucking difference, okay? <clears throat> if someone stages a walkout, I really at this point have been, I've been, I have seen, gone back and read about certain situations, again, like the Ultimate Warrior or when Stone Cold Steve Austin was like, you know what, enough's enough. I'm gone, you know, in 2002, 2003. And then you had the Hardy brothers walk in and come back to WWE and then walk out again. They, I, them, I believe. But this whole MJF situation is like this. When you're about to walk out of a company, you really going to sit there on a microphone, on live TV, with a bunch of fans watching your ass in the ring, on the microphone, legit, I would have just dropped the microphone and propped open a white gun. And, you know, when the white flag shoots out, it rolls out the words WWE, or letters, I mean. To each their own and how they approach shit is my thing. So, really, there's no mazel tov. Congratulations, you fooled any of us. Should be mad, no, and just expressing, um, I'm just literally expressing my take on this whole thing. Am I repeating myself? Sure. In different wavelengths, again, <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, he, he is, let's go over what he said, shall we? One more time for the audiences. He said, is a bunch of friends they were wrestling with each other, and they were handed the ticket. I never once was handed one. Boy, when you put that pen to paper, I created moment after moment after moment. The announcers didn't say shit. Why would you? Why would you during a fucking clan shoot? Quote, unquote. Clan shoots are annoying because then it's disingenuous, and it comes off that you're just trying to compete with the fact that WWE is releasing all these names. And AEW is picking them up. Is there a problem with picking up talent? No. Is there a problem with faking a shoot? That depends on how you fucking look at it. For the time as a wrestling fan, dude, I have watched WrestleMania Backlash, a few episodes of Dynamite, 
I have not aired anything since the Sasha and Naomi fucking debauchery. But I am going to tell you, when you're making money, some say, well, it's not about the money. What is it about with this? Plain and simple, my contract's up. What do you want me to do about it? Well, how about you just talk about it? Gee, that's nice. I wish, I wish, <laughs> you know, some places that I work that I could legit go on the speaker and say how I feel without getting fired. Because you know that shit's not going to fly. You know that shit's not going to happen. Because if anybody that I'm connected to where I currently work says something about somebody that's on a, on a supervisory position, you know what's going to happen? They're going to get pulled into the office. They're going to be sat down, and they will get fired. The minute that I start mentioning my grievances, my discords with people or bosses or past bosses, you know what happens? You either get tortured the fuck out of, and, you know, let's see how well he does. Let's test him. Let's see how well he's going to do. And then they fire you. MJF has been pushed and pushed and pushed. No title? No championship for the guy who's five foot eight, but let's give a championship to the man who did, you know, create a stir. And then after that, the ratings for AEW, yes, they reached over a million because they weren't competing with any major sports like NBA, NHL, or MLB on TNT or TBS, the Superstation. So they created a moment. They AEW created a moment through which, from my head, I had to go back in wrestling history and go, okay, well, what what makes this moment stand out above when the Ultimate Warrior held up the show or when Bret Hart walked out or gave the call sign to the opposing company back in '97 with the screw job or or when Stone Cold Steve Austin just said enough was enough, I'm not doing this shit out and then came back uh, or the pipe bomb in 2011 or 2012 whatever the fuck <laughs> it was the point is how does that hold up in wrestling history okay it was the shoot gone wrong. you lit him up you acknowledge the fucking crowd you can do that there's no well you acknowledge the crowd you're under arrest who cares? You can acknowledge the crowd because the crowd will easily pop if they get mentioned. You hear when MJF did this and blah, 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 and I'm using wrestling terminology to make myself sound more important? The fuck out of here. They, instead of booing his ass, was that supposed to be the reaction they garnered? Now you made him the ultimate baby face. Congratulations. Now you're going to offer him money, right? Because you learned your lesson with Cody, right? Cricket, cricket, chirp, chirp. Tony Khan will always forever be a Herb Abrams without the fucking cocaine. He's a fan who is running so much shit. He owns, he has got his hand dipped in New Japan. He's got his hand dipped in Ring of Honor. AEW Elevation Dark, AEW. That's his love, those are his love children right now. Company speaking money wise, he's gonna you're gonna run yourself ragged, dude. And with the whole MJF situation, it's like, well, shit. It was a nice little distraction because the rest of the show, like, okay, that set the tone for what Chris Stratlander said about Ruby Soho coming in and you know taking away stuff from her or whatever. Whatever the as I said, I did not pay attention to the rest of the show. I did go back and watch that episode in particular so that I could just fast forward and watch MJF's promo. This whole shebang of an incident is not an incident. It's, uh, okay, I see what you're doing. Because you saw the attention that WWE garnered off of two women walking out of the company because they felt they were disrespected. That you said, well, I know MJF's contract's up, Let's go to the drawing board, see what we can do to get some fucking people buzzing about us. There's people already buzzing about you guys. 
you didn't have to create that moment, but you did. Like, you didn't want that moment. It's like, okay, well, again, it didn't fool anyone at all. One damn bit. The fact that the crowd not only applauded his ass was suspect. There were moments, again, and I'll bring this up to Kingdom Come. If I'm doing a shoot promo on Triple H, and I say, you know, Hunter does a great job of making sure that his guys and gals are taken care of. He came back to the company, which you don't know what the fuck bleep is going on. What a shit bag. What, you know, what shit bag sits here and tells you that everything's going to be fine. We're going to offer you whatever you want because you put asses in seats. Yeah, you put asses in seats only for them to twiddle their thumbs on their fucking phones. Leap. I guess I should tell you that my contract is up in 2024, and yet here I am. I've been the NXT champion, and not shit has gone the way I've wanted it to. I can put this company on my shoulders. Everything I touch turns to gold. Not one thing that I said has been a lie. You can sit in the back. The minute that I touch a nerve, or touched a nerve with Hunter, do you honestly think that he let me, or anyone else for that matter, run his or her, her mouth about the legitimacy, the comfort, the comfort level with the company? No. The minute that that happens is the minute that all shit's going to hit the fan, okay? I don't think I would be invited back. I think... I'm pretty sure that the title would be stripped off my waist and it would be put in a tournament and that would be the end of that. I really do think that if any other person was to run their mouth on live TV, that there would not be a damn thing to stop anybody in the production truck to say, not mute. That's it. Plain and fucking simple. They could have stopped him at an early point. They didn't. MJF ran his mouth like he normally does, and it was great. He was telling the truth. There's there's a few there's a one big giant hole in that whole thing. It's not a shoot when you go past acknowledging the crowd more than three minutes. That's enough. They don't need to be acknowledged because they already acknowledge themselves on their own shows, pod, you know their podcast, their interviews, the even, you know, oh, you see me online, you can, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, oh, did you hear an MJF mentioned us? You already lost me when he said, fire me, you fucking Mark. What a perfect setup, you know, to say, okay, let's cut him off now. What kind of malarkey is that, man? You're telling me you couldn't cut him off at a sooner point? that you just let him roll with it. I'm glad you did. I mean, you exposed yourself as the owner as to let's hoard the cash and pay the ex-WWE guys and let's treat them with respect because they can bring to the, bring something to the table that we don't have. Man, live, dude. The very first press conference that when Cody Rhodes was still a part of your company, he sat there and said, we're going – be homegrown and we're not going to be overly saturated with WWE with opposing talent from outside companies. There's only NWA, New Japan, Ring of Honor, it's now a part of AEW. But you get what I'm saying? There's contradictory moments in AEW history and this is one of them. How are you gonna sit there and say, Well, we took him off, you know, but then you're gonna bring him back and he's gonna be the biggest fucking baby face ever, proving the one point that he does carry the company on his back, that you do hoard money and give it to all these WWE guys. Can I list names? Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Christian Cage. They, I mean, if I list some people who are going to oppose me and say, well, Sting wasn't a WWE guy to begin, he never was. I'm Okay, FTR, Malachi Black, Ruby Soho, 
the names of Ty Conti. AEW just looks like a blend of Ring of Honor 2000, whatever, when it was prominent, Impact. And if you blend a touch of ECW and a little bit of modern-day WCW, because the graphics to Dynamite looks so much like the old intro to Nitro, just with the modern graphics and the social media added to it, It's it's funny. It's just it to me. It's not. I legitimize want to say. I want to laugh, but it's like, well, the shit that he did say isn't far from the truth. Some may not want to admit it. Some may say, well, you know, what would you do in his position? There are several things. If you want to have a roster that's gonna be only putting people on Elevation Dark like Keith Lee or, you know. Guys and uh, the people that are wrestling in Universal Studios, is there a problem with them doing that? No. Are we upset that he did a shoot that wasn't convincing? Hmm, that depends. I'm just saying there's this one big giant hole in what you did. If I'm going to shoot on somebody that's an authoritative figure in my life, holy hell, I, you best believe I would hope that I'm far gone from the company that I work for. I'm done. I have a be- much better paying job. I'm through the doors of that company. And then I can say, well, it feels nice to be in doors that I- be through doors that actually pay my ass. How are you going to sit there and justify not paying a dude who is your top star? I mean, sh- again, did you not learn your lesson with Cody Rhodes? He was not the number one guy at the time. It was probably... And people were pointing fingers towards MJF. You didn't have to hand him a championship, but the man has earned that right. That would have elevated his career to the core. But you gave it to a guy who was in his 40s and still can work and still can mic like anyone can, but you gave it to CM Punk over MJF. You put MJF in a feud with a guy who is basic and is also probably going to be joining WWE too. And and this is the truth. Wardlow, MJF, and a few guys are probably going to be signing the dotted line, not now or sooner, with WWE. Because it seems like there's no legit reason to stay in AEW. There really wouldn't be. And a lot of this will probably be convincing that I am labeled as the WWE guy. And some may argue, well, you don't know what you're missing. Dude, I sat there for an entire seven, eight months watching AEW's programming. MJF was a consistent dude, whether he's the heel or the fucking face in this case. There always is going to be that moment where it's like, he made his points, but you didn't help him at all. It just hindered him again. You did a shoot promo that basically sat there and made him look like the company bitch because it's like, well, we're going to let you vent. We're going to let you vent, and we're not going to stop. We're going to go all the way to it. We're going to take you off the roster and then possibly bring you back for a dramatic comeback. He's going to be the ultimate baby face. A lot of people boo his ass. He just told the truth, and until he signs on that dotted line for WWE, I'm not really – I'm not believing it. I'm not fucking believing because they took Wardlow off the roster and brought his ass back. So, uh, in closing, nice try, but uh, man, I'll tune in to watch your shit. But it's I'm gonna guarantee you they're gonna get MJF, MJF chance going. This is it for Beyond the Tracks on. First ever weekend edition, morning edition, if you will, because I got to go be in Iowa. I'm going to see a lot of stars there and have a lot of fun. Hopefully uh, have a good time. Anyway, so uh, if you get this, download it, share it, repeat it, because I, you know, I've got an opinion. It's like not like everyone who are a bunch of assholes. (laughs) Anyway, if you didn't like good old brain rails had to say that I got three choice words for you. Forget about it.
tune in because we'll be doing this on a regular, all right? Maestro, if you could take me out, please. Thank you.